Welcome back to the Healthy You Podcast. I'm still your host, JT, and I'm still joined by this benefit expert over here. Hi, DJ. Hey, JT. Happy to be here today to talk about how Raytheon Technologies employees can improve the well-being of their minds, bodies, wallets, and communities. Yep. In fact, today we are continuing our series on financial basics. Throughout the series, we'll cover several important topics like credit scores, budgeting, getting out of debt, emergency funds, and investing for retirement. So if you haven't yet, check out all the other episodes. And share them with your friends. Please do us a solid. All right. Today, though, we're going to dive into a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I don't have much of a life. (laughs) And that is health savings accounts or HSAs. HSA, health savings account. Oh, nice production value there. All right. I know this might be a little confusing because HSAs are better known as a medical thing. So why are we talking about it during a financial basic series? It's true that to be eligible to contribute to an HSA, you have to be enrolled in a qualifying medical plan. But if you are eligible, the HSA offers some fantastic financial benefits and not just around paying for medical care. Because the account rolls over year to year and is yours to keep, it can also be a great long-term savings vehicle for retirement. Bet you didn't see that coming. Ooh, plot twist. Right. So if you're enrolled in a high deductible health plan, the IRS defines that as any health plan with a deductible of at least $1,400 for an individual or $2,800 for a family in 2022, then you'll have access to the little miracle that is a health savings account. Okay. We get it. We get it. All right. So today we won't go into all the benefits of being in a high deductible plan, but maybe we'll do a podcast on that later, DJ. Yeah, that would be nice. Let's just focus on the HSA and what makes it a total personal finance life hack. Well, it really comes down to the federal income tax advantages you get with the account. In fact, in the biz, we like to say it's triple tax advantaged. Triple tax advantaged. (laughs) How many of those did you make? I like it. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the first advantage, tax-free contributions. Yep, like a traditional 401k, you don't pay taxes on any money you put into the HSA. Well, there are certain states that tax those contributions. Yes, that's right. No one has to pay federal taxes and most of us don't have to pay state taxes. So what this means is at the end of the year, your taxable income will be lower, which means less money you'll have to pay Uncle Sam. All right, there's a win, but we should mention that there are IRS limits to how much you can put in it. I mean, Uncle Sam won't let us go too crazy here. Right. You can contribute up to $3,650 to an HSA if you have single coverage or up to $7,300 for family coverage in 2022. If you're 55 or older, any time in 2022, you'll continue to be able to contribute an extra $1,000. So that's tax advantage number one. Now for number two tax-free withdrawals. Right. So you didn't pay any taxes on the money you put in. And as long as it's for qualified expenses, that means medical, dental, vision, or prescription expenses for you or any of your tax dependents, you also don't pay taxes when you take the money out. Yeah, that is crazy. With most other savings vehicles, you have to pay taxes at some point. You just choose whether it's when you put the money in or later when you take it out. I know. And that's what makes it so great. And we haven't even gotten, JT to the third tax advantage yet. So we did uh, no taxes going in, no taxes going out. So that just leaves no taxes on any earnings as the account grows. That's right. Some people may not realize this, 
but you can actually invest your HSA money just like a 401k or an IRA. Right, and putting these three things together. Triple tax Okay, putting these three things together, don't do it, nope, okay. Putting these three things together is what gives the HSA its superpowers. There's not another savings vehicle that you don't pay any taxes on. It's the HSA, that's it. Okay, yeah, so I know what people are thinking. This seems too good to be true. I mean, come on, you can only use the funds for medical expenses, right? That's not that great. Well, yeah, but I read an article recently that said the average person spends upwards of $250,000 on healthcare in retirement. And that's just in retirement, not to mention all the years leading up to retirement. And you can use HSA funds on any of your dependents too. So I wouldn't be too worried about investing in the HSA and then not having enough qualified expenses to use it on. Exactly. And there's even a little quirk of the HSA that lets you reimburse yourself for any medical expenses you paid out of pocket since you opened the account. And there's no time limit on that. Mm. So really, you could just put money in the HSA, let it grow for the next couple decades, don't touch it, and then reimburse yourself 30, 40 years from now for all the expenses you had during that time. You're going to need to keep receipts for everything though, right? Yes, there will be (laughs) so many receipts, so many receipts. And actually, it's a pretty good idea to take a picture of all your receipts and store them digitally. So, you know, 40 years from now, you're not sifting through 600 boxes of receipts. I will definitely have a robot by then that does that for me. Oh, yeah, I forgot about about the robots. Yeah, they'll handle it. What if I don't want to do that? What if instead of not touching my HSA for 40 years, what if I want to use the money now? That's totally fine too. And it can still actually be a hugely helpful financial tool. The tax-free aspect is like getting a discount on any medical care you use it for, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And it can be an awesome budgeting tool to help you prepare for large medical expenses. Exactly. A good first goal would be to save up enough money in your HSA to cover your deductible in the event of an emergency. If you can do that, if the worst happens, a lot of the financial burden will already be taken care of. It's like, I don't know, it's like having insurance for your insurance. Nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And most high deductible plans have lower premiums than other plan options like PPOs. So we tell people to set aside those premium savings each month and that'll help you get started. So after you've built up enough in your HSA to pay for your deductible, a lot of financial gurus urge you to use the HSA's full potential and use it for retirement savings. Specifically, um, their strategy is to put enough in your 401k to get any company match and then focus on maxing out those HSA contributions every year. But as always, everyone's circumstances are different, so we always suggest talking to a financial advisor about what makes sense for you. Good point, DJ, good point. Want to find out more tips for keeping your wallet healthy? Check out the Healthy Wallet page at the same place where you found this podcast, rtxhealthyu.com. And be sure to listen to all the other podcasts in this series. Until next time, here's to a healthy you.